What is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. episode of IMX. Uh, I got a really special one planned for you guys today. Let me tell you that right now. Uh, we're going to have some names popping up. It's going to be um, kind of uh, like a battle of wits, we'll call it. Uh, nitwits. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. When they hear this, they're going to want to kill me. Um, my name is Jaden. I am the writer of Explode, uh, a character that was written for many years in a company known as EWC, eFetting. But before I begin, I want to give a shout out to the EWC itself, they're promoting this show, and we haven't really given them some love in a while, and it's about time that we do. Today's episode is brought to you by them, and they are prepping for their biggest pay-per-view of the year known as WrestleFest. And if you haven't quite um, caught on to that, then you've been living under a rock. WrestleFest is, without a doubt, my favorite um, pay-per-view. Um, and I would say Strangle Mania is actually my favorite pay-per-view, but WrestleFest does have a bit more nostalgia. From a personal perspective, Stranglemania, absolutely. But I think for the overall, WrestleFest, I think, is an amazing uh, pay-per-view. It's the end of the year. That's another reason why I feel like it's a big deal. It's the end of the year, and this is it for them. They, they, they do seasons, and that's the end of the season. And then they take a bit of a break. So if you get a chance, go check them out. So as everybody knows, I like to do my shows in two segments. Um, today's segment is going to focus on in eFeds. Is it better to do seasons or is it better to continue all year long? You know, there's arguments to be said for both. Um, when I was competing in the EWC or in any EFED I was ever in, I can't say that I had the season situation going on until the very end. Um, EWC had switched to a seasons um, layout towards the end of my career. And I think from a writing perspective, I really enjoyed it. Um I was a little confused in the beginning how it would work out, you know, as a world champion, is it reset like in baseball or football or do we crown new champions? But then I got to thinking about it and in football and baseball, last year's champions are considered champions all seasons long until a new one is crowned. So I kind of understand and dig the way that works out. So yeah, uh, I think for me, I would have enjoyed doing the season situation more later, but it, that wasn't the case for most of my career. We tended to write all year long. And that created a great degree of burnout. I knew a um, writer once, and we're just going to call him Ogre. I'm not going to do the rest of that that name because he was a piece of shit. And uh, Ogre, for all intents and purposes, was a very talented writer. Ogre wrote some pretty interesting characters. And I noticed as the year went on, Ogre's characters got more and more over the line. I question myself to wonder if we had done a season schedule would he have been more focused because you can definitely see that when he got about you know 75 percent through the year he stopped giving a shit so much about the content that was in his rps but in the beginning of the year he was great in terms of content style writing ability and whatnot um con you know the actual story i mean if you're going to give someone props for being original then uh, this guy was definitely the guy you wanted to give a high five to his content was always original it was disturbing to be honest um, I don't judge people's RPs. You write whatever you want, but even I have to admit, me and all my infinite nasty wisdom 
also kind of cringed a few times at some of his RPs. I think there was at one point where he did some things with a horse. Uh, we'll leave it at that. So I, I'm not really a fan of anything involving animals. I'm a huge animal activist. Uh, not a lot of people know that about me. I support most of the animal stuff around in my area. I've even attended a few uh, of the more extreme ones, though I can't say I'm a part of them. I just would like to take care of the animals and keep them on this planet as long as possible. Am I into hunting? Well, if it keeps their numbers down, then so be it. But otherwise, I think they have a, a right to live just like we do. So that's my opinion on that. That being said, um, the season format definitely would have probably helped Ogre in his riding. I feel like he would have been more focused. And now seeing the results of the EWC as it is uh, now um, in their season format, I can see that their riders definitely have more stamina because they know when they're going to get that break at the end of the season. It's probably a really uh, much needed break. So I say good for them, and it's a good uh, alternative for feds that want to try something new. Try out that season format. You might be surprised at how well it works for you. If I uh, if ever stupid enough to run a fed again, that's probably how I would do it. I'd take a page out of their book. So, yeah, that's the deal. Um, seasons is preferred over uh, year-long feds. So I have some questions here from people that have been listening to my show. Uh, but before I begin, I want to address a really important question. I was asked by someone if uh, my new 30-minute time slots are going to be the norm moving forward. And the answer is yes, um, but not completely. It's kind of a fucked-up-ass scenario that you should have expected from me. I'm going to have more of a um, a, do a dual program format. So some episodes are going to be... The, the normal IMX episodes are going to go an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. depends on the content. Um, those are the ones that you can kind of count on. And then in between then, I'm going to do 30-minute blocks. Um, just if I have an idea I want to talk about, a quick, a quick subject that doesn't really take an hour, uh, that'll be the 30-minute block thing. I, I feel like it's the best way to deliver fast news to you. And then we can review it, recoup it back on the um, full episode so that's the setup so um hopefully that works out if you don't you know, if you feel like it's kind of annoying give me some feedback and i'll send you a picture of my ass and we can move on with our lives so the next question i got from somebody was what was the greatest fed that i've ever been a part of <laughs> i'm laughing at this one because if i answer i got like five feds right now listening thinking okay who's he going to choose so my answer is mine <laughs> My fed. I was the fed head of the asylum. And I say that was my favorite fed because it gets me out of trouble with all my friends out there in e-fed land. Um, honestly, I hated being a fed head. Uh, even though I, I'm, I'm taking the cop out on this one, I, I hate I hated being a fed head. I did it for a couple years. I wasn't into it. I'm not going to sit here and brag that we did it for years and years and years. Technically, my fed was around for a long time because it wasn't known under a different name under a different fed head and when i took over i changed the name because i do that with everything that i do i usually break it down and rebuild it to fit my needs so that being said i hated being a fed head i hated having to get everybody to write matches i hated having to, to be part of the judging and explain the results and i hate crybabies and anybody who knows me knows that i'm not really uh sensitive when it comes to people's feelings so that you can imagine how that worked out when i explained why i chose what i did for my matches um so yeah, I did it for a couple years, got really burned out. It had nothing to do with anybody else. I just didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to go back to competing. So I did. I shut it down. I offered the Fed to other people. Everybody was smart. They would rather write and didn't want to run a Fed. Can't say I blame them. 
And that's the story of how the asylum closed down. Um, so that's my answer to that one. Next question. What time in Explode's career do you feel like he was at his best? That's a good question. Um, I would like to say I feel like Explode was at his best in the UWL. Um, I know that probably surprises some people. So let me explain. Uh, when I came into the UWL, I came in hot. I was actually a former champion somewhere else at the time. Um, I left that. I, I had a bad habit of winning world championships, defending it for about a year, and then bouncing before I lost it. I don't know why that became my thing. It just kind of was. and I, I, It wasn't my thing, but looking back, I guess it was my thing because I did it too many times. It was a really shitty move, to be honest. Um, but that was just young, being young Jaden, right? So anyway, I came into the UWL. I was I was red hot. I was a champion in a former Fed. My ego could not be bigger. I felt like I couldn't be beaten. I'm not quite sure that I actually could be beaten during that time, but you know that's that's up to opinion. So I came into the Fed and I didn't even wait. Like most people had this build up where they would go up through the rankings, and I just want to say to Jefferson, who's the Fed head, he sure as hell put me through the build up process. Don't don't let that paint a picture of the fact that the UWL boosted me to the top because they didn't. They made me work my way up just like everybody else in that Fed. That Fed was very fair. But on the way up, even though I was facing everybody else, I kept talking shit about the world champ. And I know at one point they were kind of questioning, like, who is this new guy? And why does he think he can just come in and talk shit about the champ? And I, I would tell him, because I'm explode. I'm that damn good. Put me in the ring with him and you'll have a new champion. And I would get on Photoshop and make these terrible pictures of their champ. I, mean, I believe the champ was Corey Tyler. And Corey, if you're listening, bro, thank you for putting up with me. I uh, definitely was not the most mature moment of my life. But right from a writing point of view, I was strong. I was really strong. My RPs were, were coming out like knives. And they was tearing my opponents up, man. And I, w- I just ran through their, everybody they had. Um, Rob Daniels kind of gave me a bit of a time and, and he'd go on to become one of the greatest EFED writers to ever do this thing. But um, other than that, I'm, I'm blazing through them, man. And uh, it just seemed like it, it was not going to I wasn't going to be stopped. You know what I mean? I got to the top. I took on Corey Tyler and it was like the biggest pay-per-view of the year at, on, in UWL. And um, I came out with three straight RPs full on. We we're talking five, six page RPs. And I was I was hungry, man. I couldn't have been more hungry. And um, I came at him. I wrecked him. I think he put two up. Uh, it wasn't about the number count back then, but you could just see that who wanted it. I mean, Corey wanted it. Don't get me wrong. He wanted that title to stay around his waist. But I wasn't going to be stopped. I came in with words. I came in with images that were just deplorable. I mean, I said some pretty downright shit things about him that you could probably want to kill me later for. <laughs> so I won the the championship. I think that might have been my strongest in my career. Because my confidence was high. I knew what I needed to do to win. I knew that nothing was going to stop me from doing it. And that was all I had to say about that. So um, that's the answer to your question. Uh, A close second would be my time in the EWC. Uh, Around the time that I had been champion for about a year, I was really coming into my own full swing with my storylines. I had an ongoing story where I had a manager named Terry Jones who had basically been my manager since I started e-fetting. And that's quite a long time. And I knew at this point I was using Ric Flair as my poser and it was around the time that Ric Flair was going to retire from wrestling. So I basically, I incorporated that into my RP cause you know, I'm so damn creative <laughs> and I uh, had Terry Jones retire, but I, I didn't just retire him. I killed him. And, uh, yeah, it was all in the storyline. It was a really sad time for my character of X. And I used that, that killing of my character, not to take my character apart, but to build him up. 
X became more of a uh, solid character, not so copycatting on Triple H. Like, he finally was coming into his own. I was doing my own thing. I had the entire Fed basically wanted to take me down. And this is, I just don't think I could have really been any stronger at that point in my career. I was I was pretty sure if you put me in a match with somebody, I was going to beat them. And, I mean, I hold the record for the longest title reign, so that should speak for itself um, until Drake came along. And I think... I know I like to make excuses about Drake, so I don't. I'm not belittling him, especially with his um, event coming up. Drake was known for WrestleFest for for the very reason he beat me at WrestleFest. But so no excuses. I'm I'm not trying to you know to shit on a, a person who passed away. But I I just want to put it out there that when I did face Drake the first time, uh, he caught me a little off guard, uh, and that's my fault as a champ. I should. Here's a rule for you guys: if you want to be champ or you already are a champ, you need to continue to write. As if you're still trying to win the title. My problem is when I win the title, I tend to take my foot off the pedal. Or I start to take things for granted. You don't want to take nothing for granted, trust me. Uh, nothing is handed out in this hobby whatsoever. Every time you win the title, there's 10 people that are ready to take you down. And that's just the truth. Always write like you're a contender. Don't write like you're a champion. Take that for food for thought right there and run with it. You'll go very far, trust me. So when I uh, faced Drake, I got to tell you, I wasn't at my best because I kind of, I got used to winning. Um, I got used to beating the best there was. I had a lot of crybabies that were whining about how they beat me when they didn't. And though, so I was facing Drake and he kind of came at me differently. He, t- he basically took the steam out of me. Um, he didn't insult me as a writer. As a matter of fact, he elevated me. Uh, he wrote, everything he wrote was sort of respectful about me. It wasn't, it didn't feel like a fight, you know, but it was looking back. He was very methodical I just wasn't ready for it. I was kind of burnt out. I had been running a long time as champion. I mean, a very long time. And uh, I think that the combination of the two, he beat me. Now, is this an excuse? Am I saying that I would have beat him at my best? I don't know, but it's not an excuse. He beat me. We're not making excuses. That's the way it goes. I should be the best as the champ every single time. So that's on me. Whether I lost, whatever reason the case may be, the only important words in that sentence is I lost. So I did manage to come back. And uh, beat him later because it, it put a fire under my ass. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I'll be honest, after I beat him the second time, I was done. I was feeling very burned out for a number of reasons. I've already alluded to most of them in a previous show. And I was done. So my next match with Drake, he took me again. And uh, I probably was a lot easier to beat that time around. I don't know. I guess you guys got to read the RPs and judge for yourself. So uh, that's a long, drawn-out why I feel I was best at whatever time of my career. So there you go. Next question. Have I ever played any other character in e-vetting before? Uh, I have actually done that, but not really. (laughs) See, I like to uh, brag and that I've always been X. And for the truth is, I have always been X. Uh, Over 20 years in the hobby, always the same dude. Uh, And he's grown quite a bit, so... I can't say that I've really delved too far into the characters, but I have tried. I've told you that before. I was a tag team for a while known as Two Cool Guys. Uh, That was basically my I don't give a fuck characters. I just wanted to go in there and have fun. But I I got bored. It was like a toy that I got bored with. They weren't moving up the ladder to championship. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like that. It was not meant to. It was meant for me just to enjoy this hobby and have a good time. But like any joke, a joke gets old after a while. That didn't work out. I was also another character, um, and I don't remember the name of him, but uh, he sucked. Uh, I He was in the EWC. I don't remember the name of him. 
but he was, he, you know, he was really good coming out of the gate. But the problem was, is I just couldn't feel him. I, I am X, you know, X is me. He's a part of my personal character in real life. He, he is a, he's me magnified. You know what I mean? Uh, best advice I can give you besides what I've already given you. I know I keep saying that pick a character and amplify yourself and make that your character and you will not lose very often. Trust me. Cause you're being true to yourself. You'll always have content. Pick a life that you wish you could have and, and put your character in that life and amplify it. That's what I did. And, uh, so this new character wasn't anything like that. I wanted to make him in the next X, but I just wasn't feeling him. It wasn't me. It was another character. I don't have the ability to live another person's life. I have to live mine. That's my weakness as a writer. Uh, I'm not really a fantasy writer. You'd, you'd think I would be being a longtime Dungeons and Dragons fan and dungeon master like I am in my private time. Because uh, I've written some pretty good homebrew games. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes to e-fetting, though, I just I don't have that ability. So, yes, I've had other characters... But we won't bother getting into details of them because the only one that really mattered was X. I've never been successful with anybody besides X. So there's two uh, questions. I appreciate the questions that were sent in. And in the last one, this one is kind of cool. I didn't expect this one at all. What was my favorite theme song that I ever used for X and what was the meaning behind it? Well, that's that's a good question. Uh, my favorite theme song is comes down to two, and honestly, I've had only two. <laughs> I had two theme songs in over twenty years. Uh, when I came into the to the hobby, uh, explodes. Well, I take it back. I had three. Matter of fact, when I came into the hobby, you guys can guess my theme song was uh, "X Gonna Give It to You" by DMX. Um, I I didn't care for that. I, mean, I liked this song, but I didn't care for it for my character. It was just a, kind of easy, you know. So I went with it. But then I'm a huge Godsmack fan. I love alternative metal, all that stuff. I love metal in general. Um, so I, I chose a song by Godsmack. It was The Enemy. Uh, I enjoyed The Enemy because the words, it wasn't just that the song that I enjoyed, but it was the words. The words really described who Explode was. He he is the enemy. He's the guy that you don't want to win. Explode's the guy who will help you get to the top just so he can kick your ass and take it from you, you know? He's always planning. He's always tactical. His his battles, though they're one in the ring, are really one out of the ring. Um, and he is the guy, the, the ultimate enemy, that you just got to watch out for. You can face heels in any fed, but when you face Explode, it's like a, it's a bigger event. It's magnified. It's not really about how well I ride him either. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an overcoming of your own self when you face X. He makes you face your own dark secrets of your character. He makes you look at the flaws in your character's makes you come to, to grips with them. And if you're going to beat him, you need to be able to come to grips with them and strengthen yourself. So I feel like um, The Enemy was a good song for me. But then it got to a point later on where I had so many people being fucking trolls and, and being negative in my career because I had won so many. It was during the time that I was on the streak. It got so bad that I, I switched uh, gears and I went with I Stand Alone by Godsmack. And that was kind of what I finished my career with was I Stand Alone because I literally did feel like I was standing alone and and there's no other way to put it. I'm a big fan of look at the lyrics to your character's theme song because when they write the shows, no one's really listening to your song when you walk out. So it's kind of for you. We used to post a video of the music of the character, but other than that, yeah, that was, that was really for you. So the, the, I stand alone was something personal to me, not just on a character level, but here full, full uh, revealing here. I was going through a divorce at that time. And I felt like I was alone in the world. Uh, I was contemplating. 
I was contemplating doing some pretty mean stuff to myself, you know? I was I was not in a good place mentally, and my life was falling apart. I'm not going to get into that. See, this is taking a dark turn. Let's just say I, that's kind of why I did I stand alone. Um, and I'm glad that I, I did stand alone because it made me a stronger person. It made me rely on myself to overcome my own personal demons. I'm very proud of that. Um, so yeah, that was, that's the answer to the question. I stand alone. And if I, you know, when I retired, I wanted that to be the song that I was known for because I did. And, and ironically, when I did retire and I got down to the last month of my last, you know, match, I really wasn't alone in the hobby because I have never seen that sort of a turnout ever, man. I mean, like everybody in the hobby contacted me. They were contacting me on Twitter, on Tumblr, on, I mean, MySpace was still going then. I was getting it in my email and then on the EWC. Just so many people reached out and just gave me respect and love and told me how much my character meant to them or told me that they wish they had gotten a chance to face me. <laughs> that was probably the most common one. And um, so I really wasn't alone, an ironicness. So I really wasn't alone. So my that's kind of how I want to wrap up the first half of this show is that even though you may feel alone when you're riding... And believe me, I know it feels like you're alone. You're not. Um, this is a, a team game. You have to face someone else. You need people to judge your RPs. You need people to post a show. A lot of people are involved. They may call themselves staff, but they're just people. They're just people. Uh, the Fed head calls himself the president or the Fed head or the CEO, however they want to go by it. But remember, at the end of the day, he just owns the website. He doesn't even own the website. He's probably just made a free account. There's really not a lot separating you from them. You guys are working together to just play a game. That's it. If we sat down and played a game of Monopoly together and I go buy the game and I put it on the table, that doesn't make me better than you. It just means that I own the game. Uh, but we're all the same. We're still sitting at the table. We still have the same odds. We're still having the same fun, right? And um, just remember, that's how fe uh, Fed Heading is, man. It's it's uh, We're all here together doing the same thing. So let's all have fun together. You may feel alone. And when you do, reach out to someone. And um, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, I will, I want to go before, before I flip off into the second half of my episode where shit's just going to go crazy in a bit. Um, I want to give a shout out to Bosa in the EWC. This week, Bosa has had a, a rough time. For those that don't know, Bosa is the son of the EWC Hall of Famer, Ashton Drake. Now, Ashton Drake is one of the greatest names and writers I've ever come across in the, in the hobby, let alone in EWC history. It's a shame that he was taken too soon from us. Drake left under some questionable circumstances, but when he left, he never stopped loving the EWC. He never stopped loving the hobby. That's the one thing about that guy that used to drive me crazy is that even when he should be mad, he never was. And when he did get mad, it was more of a, uh, you felt like you disappointed him, not like, you know, you angered him. It was like a dad thing, I guess, in a way. And um, his son is now competing, and it's a lot to live up to. Um, Drake had arguably the greatest rookie season ever that I've ever seen. Uh, he went undefeated. <laughs> he won two titles, one of them being my, the title I had, you know. Um, it doesn't really get much better than that. So I've watched his son get into there and do the best. His son's 18, and he, he did the he's doing the best that he can to uh, live up to his dad's legacy. And I think that's where it went wrong for him is living up to the legacy because you got to make your own. I used to play this game with my brother. And I thought I had to live up to his legacy. It wasn't until I finally realized that um, if I live up to his legacy, that people are only still remembering his and not mine, that I finally learned what this game was about. I finally started thinking I needed to make my own legacy. And now I sit here 
on this microphone telling you, I don't give a crap about my brother's legacy. He was a great writer, but I was better. <laughs> so I, I've done things he never did. And um, I feel like it, I hope th there was a, a situation that popped up recently. I'm not going to get into details, but Bosa, I think, was feeling very uh, put down and let down by his own results and how things turned out. It's the end of the year, the end of the season, we'll say. And he was feeling that he didn't live up to his dad's situation. I, I know I probably shouldn't air his business out on a podcast, but I did tell him I was going to do that. So I have his permission. But I want to say, don't give up, kid. I mean, I know this sounds like the same shit everybody else is saying, but don't give up. I think the best thing for you is to step away from your father's legacy and create your own. Create a character that is an amplification of you. All right, you know, bring your personal stuff to your character and blow it wide open. You are an excellent writer. You are you have an excellent ability to describe things. I love the detail in your work. So you you have the tools you need to be the best. Now go be the best, but don't step away. Don't be like me. And many other people who leave and come back and leave and come back or leave when they're champions, that would probably be me again. Stick, Do something different than we did. You're a new writer. You're new to the hobby. Do something different than we did and stick it out. Uh, don't give up. You have a lot of people in this Fed that are rooting for you. Um, a lot of, most of us, 90% of us are just amazed of your, of your talent and your ability at your age. So I'm not going to sit here and talk forever on it. I just wanted to give you my personal, you can do it. Um, and it's been gr great. You've written my character very well in your storyline. And uh, I know we've talked about that coming to an end now. And I'm excited for you on that because I want to see what you can do in your own character, in your own universe. So I really hope that you decide to stay with the EWC. I'm waiting for the news that, because I know how President Mac is. That guy, he finds talent and he keeps it. He knows how to keep it. And if he doesn't, if the talent didn't stay, it's not because Mac didn't try. So I'm I'm excited. My fingers are crossed. I'm hoping we hear something today about or at least sometime this week that things worked out with bosa and he's signing on for another year and uh that's all i gotta say about that again um so we're at the 25 minute mark we're gonna stop it here and we'll get back in a little bit we have a badass interview on the way we're gonna have dominic sanders and melody malone we're gonna do a three-way <laughs> say that one again uh i'm a big fan of both these people i've had already had dominic on here it was kind of an impromptu awkward uh interview but a lot of people liked it but this time i'm ready i'm ready with some questions for them and um i'm gonna see what they bring and then melody malone you know i actually have not had her on the show yet she's been really amped up and looking forward to this show so anything is possible when you get the two of them together and you add me to the mix and you it's not that anything is possible anything will be possible so stay tuned for that this is Jaden, IMX, first half of the segments in the books. Kobe, just kidding. Talk to you soon. Well, it's that time again. Time to pay the bills. No, I'm just kidding. I would like to introduce you to something that's been a big part of my life, and I want it to be a big part of yours. If you're listening to my podcast, you probably have already tried e-fetting in some way or form. Or maybe you stepped away and retired, and you're getting that itch to ride again. Or maybe you're just on the fence, and this is sort of like your intro to the whole hobby. Well, if that's the case, let me direct you over to an eFed that I think is probably one of the best that there is. EWC, the Extreme Wrestling Corporation. That's the place that's sponsoring this show. You can find them over at ewcprez.proboards.com. That's E-W-C-P-R-E-Z. Dot proboards.com. They've got a schedule for everybody. 
plenty of brands to go on. If you can only write every two weeks, they got you. Once a month, I'm sure they have some for that too. If I remember correctly, there's even one that you can write once a year. Pretty much something for everybody. So go check it out and tell them X sent you. That's the EWCE Fed over at EWCPrez.ProBoards.com. Trust me, it'll be one of the best decisions you ever made in your life. Hello. Hey, we are hey. here. We are here. This is a three-way. Oh, uh, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, in the second half of my show of IMX, and I've got two people right here that I have been fighting tooth and claw to get on at the same time. You're meeting the writer of Melody Malone and future two-time undisputed champion. How you doing? Hi. And then we have uh, Dominic Sanders. Yeah, he's back again. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you subjected yourself to this, but here I am. Well, apparently there was a lot of views, or I should say, listens when you were on last time, and I need all the help I can get. So I sent out a, a survey, and everybody was like, "Get Tony back on." So here you are. Bullshit. <laughs> I, I did not get that survey for the record. Uh, you probably got something else. Hey, we don't talk about that. That's not Efed related. Uh, if there's no picks, it didn't happen. So keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um we're gonna get right to it i didn't give either one of you questions because this is on purpose you guys are some of the best people i know as of the last few years that i've met and i love joking around with you so we're gonna keep it light today but before we begin we own we owe anna we don't own her but we owe her you wish. I, I, well, I, do. I do that's a lie <laughs> we owe her a bit of an interview so let's do that first and we'll make fun of you while you answer and okay. um, it'll, it'll be good times. So. That's part of the course. All right. So how long have you been doing this this whole hobby we know as e-fetting? Oh, my God. Um, 21 years? Damn, 20, 21 years? Like 99, 2000? I hear that people who've done this hobby more than 20 years are pretty sexy, so it's cool. Um, I'm not speaking from experience. Or <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> the, the math does add up, yes. All right. What was the name of your first character that you ever wrote? And how'd that work out? Uh, well, see, so when I started, it was, you really only had two classifications that you had. You either had the ones where you could only play real wrestlers, mm -hmm. or you had the ones where you could only play OCs. Um, so when I started, it was a lot of real wrestlers. A lot of the stuff I wrote was Lita, when I could get away with it. Um, right. And then my first OC character was actually Crystal, who I retired 2015, I think was my last role play with her, 2016. Okay. So uh, if looking back, would you ever think about going back to that character and trying it again? Or are you pretty set in where you are now? No, I'm pretty actually, it's kind of funny because Mel is almost like Crystal 2.0. Because mm -hmm. um, when I started Crystal, it was obviously, you know, way back in like 2000. And she's fuck 44 45 i'm can i say that by the way yeah <laughs> let me make no, sure no. before because i'm gonna start dropping those by accident dude this is my show you just let it rip <laughs> that, that's great i just i was on voice chat with tony one day and i literally dropped an f-bomb right in front of his kid so i'm oh, trying to be okay. a, a little more yeah no, he, he hasn't repeated it so that's okay well i sounded like a grandma that day too because i was super sick so you may not uh, have even understood what i said no you're, you're good you just be you 
This is what this is about. So one thing about my podcast, if you've listened, is I tend to like try to get people as who they are, not their character per se. So um, we want to learn about you, the person behind the screen. Um, and yeah, we already met Tony, but I guess we can learn more about him. I mean, again, and, and we don't, we don't, we don't kink shame here either. So <laughs> no, that's rule one. <laughs> well, I, you know, at this beginning of the show, I do a half a show of me just rambling on. Um, cause that's kind of like the payment. People have to listen to me to listen to cool people like you. And, uh, the topic was, what do you prefer? And this is for both of you. Do you prefer the old school? We RP all year type approach, or do you like the seasons thing that, um, EWC does. There's a couple other feds that do it as well. I was more on the, the side of the seasons. I, I actually like the, the off period. What do you think? You want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll, I'll go. Okay. Um, honestly, I've never done seasons until I got here in the EWC, and mm-hmm. I like this way better. It, it kind of breaks it up, um, gives you a little bit of a rest time, especially usually occurs during the holidays. Uh, so it's, it's kind of nice to not have to focus on that while I'm trying to buy my kid Christmas gifts and make him happy. So, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of nice, honestly. I don't, you know, I I don't think that I could even imagine a different format anymore. So. Well, and it's funny because it's the same way with me. EWC was the first one that I, that had seasons, uh, and I feel like it helps prevent a lot of burnout because what you would get with some of those long-term feds is it was just go, 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 go. And then the whole fed just had to stop for like six months. Right. Uh, so, and I think as I get older, I definitely appreciate the break. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the off season is really cool. Cause you get about, I've learned that through the years that I've done this, that people tend to start out strong and you get about six, seven months in, you could see that they're starting to, you know, wither out a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, there's definitely fatigue. Yeah, so having that off season allows you to kind of start fresh again, like it's a new character. You you're getting back into it again, so that's cool to be able to recapture that feeling and whatnot. Um, yeah. So that being said, we have you on here, Anna, and I want to know about your. I know about your character, but there's a lot of. I actually have a lot of people that listen to the show, and I'd like them to know about it. And I'm going to give you a shameless plug here. You are an excellent writer, and I love the stories that you've been coming up with, especially recently. I like the whole the whole comeback thing you got going. So please explain to my listeners who Melody Malone is. Oh my, I don't even know if I know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like when I started, like I, I made her solely for the EWC uh, because the character I'd been writing before that was Katie Keller uh, for mm-hmm. anybody who listens, who knows who that is. I'm sorry. Um, but I wrote her for about 10 years. And so I wanted to start fresh and I had this idea where, she kind of wanted to be bigger than, you know, this little girl from Nebraska. Kind of like nobody really thought of like Dwayne Johnson. They thought of The Rock. Right. And so that's what I wanted. I wouldn't want anybody to think of, oh, Emily Lazarus. I wanted to think Melody Malone. And that kind of all came to a head last year at WrestleFest with that whole, you know, stretch of like winning the Rumble, going to WrestleFest, fighting her boyfriend. And now like this season, it's been kind of trying to find out where she goes next. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've kind of almost gotten that now that the season's about over, which is fantastic. That's the best time to think of what the fuck to do with your character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So now she's just trying to kind of get her feet back under her. She went tag team for a long time this season, which was kind of accidental. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think her whole tag team run was almost accidental, frankly, with all the uh, drama behind that. So, well, you know, for me personally, when I was, um, writing i kind of told a different story every time i joined a new fed but the name stayed the same it's kind of hard to keep up with after a while um tony 
would you say that every character you've had has kind of been the same situation or is it a new one every time? And let's talk more about Carlos as much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I try and make all my characters as different from each other as I possibly can. Cause you've got Dominic Sanders, who's just a smug heel and, and uh, he's got a long backstory. And then you've got uh, everyone now knows Eddie Dozier that um, everybody also hates except for you. I think. That's right. And, um, <laughs> and he's just an absolute prick yep. asshole lost both of his parents. Doesn't give a shit about anything. He's going to make comments that are questionable, and that's just who he is. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's there's Carlos. Carlos is the Spanish luchador, absolute baby face that you can think of. Will not say a bad word about anybody. Doesn't matter who he's facing. He is going to invite you back to uh, his locker room afterwards to pop open a bottle of Spanish wine. So it's. Uh, I just, I make all my characters, try and make them as different as possible. And um, it's been kind of fun playing around, you know, some of them hit and work pretty well. Some of them don't. I think, honestly, if I had to say, those have probably been my three most successful characters, even though Eddie's only been around for uh, about three months now or two months, but he's, he's only lost one match. So at least I can say he's doing something, even though I think only one of those uh, wins was not a no show, so that kind of sours a little bit. Uh, but, they don't ask how; um, they ask how many. Do they what? don't ask how; they ask how many. That's right. Yeah, well, that's that's this conversation for a different topic. I think you're talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's that all the same in the Saturday. dark. <laughs> hey, um, Anna. So when you were learning to write and you were coming up. Was there any role models or, you know, things that motivated you, writers in general, that made you kind of look towards to learn how to elevate yourself? And try to answer this without mentioning Cyrus. That's the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, like, looking up to not really, there were a couple of people that I had some longstanding feuds with. Um, there was one person that, I think, God, how long did we... It was probably about four or five years that we went back and forth. Um, and just that constant, if you just definitely help me kind of keep going and keep finding new ways to kind of come at somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a couple of people like that, that I've gotten to work with, which has been great. Like when you find somebody, like whether you're working with them or against them, when you find somebody that you really click with, it just makes the whole process work so much better. Um, no. But I mean, a lot of my writing, I started writing at a, at a very young, like obviously, like well before e-fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was just kind of like that natural progression from, you know, writing random stuff down to oh, I have somewhere I can play around with other people. Yeah. Would you say that you're a fan of wrestling today, or would you say you are a fan of it in a prior period? This question is for both of you. Okay, so that that's actually a really funny story. Um, I used to watch it like religiously. Uh, mm-hmm. That was something I watched with my dad when he was home because he was in the military. So he'd be out of town for a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there, you know, do a year in Korea, come home, do a year in Germany, come home. And so that was like the one thing that we always did together. And then when Lita, Trish, like that mid 2000s where they started having like the diva search happened, like I checked out. I just could not get into it. Right. And then a friend of mine from a previous EFED actually reached out to me on Facebook and he's like, hey, I know you don't watch wrestling anymore, but you should turn on raw. Cause I think you're going to like what you see. 
And so I turned on Raw and that was when they brought in like Charlotte and Sasha and Becky and Bailey. And like they had the horsewoman up there and I'm like, oh, okay, I think I can get into this. And like literally that's the whole reason that I even watch anymore. There were people using like Sasha Banks and EFEDs and I had no fucking clue who she was. Like I had no frame of reference. And for the longest time I'm watching Raw going, oh, that's, you know, so-and-so. And it mm-hmm. took me a minute to like kind of recalibrate <laughs> to current wrestling. Did you just say that's the only reason you even watch anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's not the only reason, but like, I mean, I've always <laughs> been a really big fan of women's wrestling, like Alundra Blaze and all that was like my jam when I was growing up. And then when they kind of revamped with Lita and all them, I was like super drawn into it. But then when all my favorites left and they had all, you know, the bra and panties girls coming back after like moving away from that from the early 90s, I was just like so bummed. I actually almost this is rambling, uh, but I actually almost tried out for the Diva Surge, believe it or not. Wow. Um, but I distinctly remember I was watching Raw and Lawler was on commentary and he's like, well, if you want to learn how to wrestle and be a wrestler, like this is not for you. That's not what we're looking for. And I got so mad. And wow. like, that's basically when I stopped watching. I was like, okay, I see where this is going and I want no part of it. I was actually going to try out for wrestling when it was in, in my area over by the Cow Palace, but I learned that they lift weights and those are heavy. So I didn't really want to. <laughs> oh my God, I love lifting weights though. <laughs> I didn't really want to sweat and you know, touch people oh. in their underwear. So I decided that's a lie. Yeah, that's not what you told me. <laughs> no, that's without them. That's um, right. That's the fair. underwear's got to come off or I'm not stepping in the ring. So yeah. Uh, I, think, I think my answer to that is, uh, you know, obviously I don't, I don't feel like in my time watching wrestling that anything beats the attitude era. It was just always fun to watch. It was always exciting. Like I'd come home from school and be like, I can't wait to watch raw tonight. Mm-hmm. And then of course you had the, you had the Monday night wars and I would, I would record nitro on my VCR. Yes. I'm dating myself really badly, but would record nitro and then I would watch raw and then I would watch nitro later. And then of course you had Thunder and you had SmackDown and then you had like Sunday Night. I watched everything I could of WWE and and WCW, um, and even as much as I could catch of ECW. Um, I mean that's just that whole late '90s era was just awesome, awesome to watch. And then I stopped. I mean once I graduated high school in 2003, I actually stopped watching and I uh, just didn't really have time for it. Um, but it also was kind of deteriorating anyway. I didn't feel like it was anywhere near as good. And I didn't really start watching again until probably 2014. Um, And started watching it. And I I can't say that it's really, it's even close to the attitude area in my opinion, but um, there are some things now that are, that are really good. Um, Like I know it's, I know it's not a popular opinion but i really am digging the like roman reigns and jay uso story um mainly because i've spent a lot of time in my career working with uh polys and knowing kind of how they are in that culture um to the point that the story feels i mean you can just tell it's just so real even if it's not it just seems so real so i kind of like that story that's going on it's probably one of my favorites going on right now a lot of other stuff these days though just seems so random and um, you know, it's, it's tough when you don't, you also don't really have, like, you don't really have the on-screen boss authority figures really anymore. And those were always the best ones when you, you know, even a couple of years ago, I thought the, you know, Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens stuff was really good. 
um, you just don't really have that stuff anymore. So, um, you know, you go back to when you go back to having stuff where it's Austin versus McMahon. I mean, that's that was just gold on TV. Yeah, so. I'm with you. I think the Attitude Era was the best. Um, I mean, I remember the era before then, and I kind of miss the colorful characters. Uh, everybody having a gimmick. You know, you could talk shit about Ultimate Warrior if you want, but I just, as a kid, man, I was all about listening to that guy just rumble, you know, and just run out to the ring and be blown out before he even stepped through the ropes. So I miss that. But yeah, as a Triple H fan, watching him go from that British guy to uh, being who we know now uh, and, and the innovator of, hello, Jordy, how you doing? Welcome to next (laughs) 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 the innovator of nxt oh yeah i had to give him a little bit of shit (laughs) all right well i will say i I do i do like nxt but i do too it it definitely has an old school vibe and uh you can see that they they really spotlight the talent a lot more than they do on the, the main shows i feel like the main show is just too promoted as a as entertainment you know what i mean too much. There's too much Drew McIntyre on Raw. That too. Shut up with all that. <laughs> well, I mean, take from my point of view, uh, I stopped watching for a while. When I last watched, uh, Drew McIntyre was like in a rock band. It was terrible. Like, oh, we yeah, don't so, talk about that. <laughs> so I come back and this dude's like a brick house and just trashing everybody, even getting in Brock Lesnar's face. I thought I was still sleeping and had smoked way too much weed because this wasn't possible. So, well, that is possible. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. So now we got um, big time questions. And these are the kind of questions that only happen on my show, not those other two crappy shows that uh, you haven't had Anna on yet. Were you on Mac's show at all yet? I have not been yet, no. See, I'm locking her down to uh, a contract with only this show because this is exclusive. exclusive. And I got Tony now. So you better start picking at what's left because uh, I'm hearing I might get Bosa on here soon. Um, I definitely would like to hear what that kid has to say. Um, but anyway, moving forward on the term, reason I brought him up and we're not going to talk about him, but it, it's kind of like in that realm as a member of a fed, it, you two are, are veterans. So as a member of a fed, what do you feel a member's responsibility is to its fed in terms of what should they bring to it to help promote growth in that fed? Go ahead, Anna. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean honestly like i've i've been staff not here uh but in other feds uh, and honestly you have to be open not just to the with the staff but with the other members because honestly you're going to get i think a better story and better stuff from your other fellow members mm-hmm. um and i'll and i'll just use like last year as an example um young blood they were like, okay, well, cool. Let's do Mel versus Scorpio because we had this big thing. Scorpio was going crazy. He kept targeting Mel's boyfriend and Mel's like, what? I'm done with this shit. Like we're going to end it. And so they booked it and Russ and I are looking at the match going, a normal match just doesn't feel like enough. Mm -hmm. And so we took this idea I had been running on Twitter where we had been doing watch parties for like the final show before a pay-per-view. It happened to be like an FSW show that week. And uh, we're like, okay, cool. Let's have something go down at this viewing party between Mel and Scorpio. And then Mel can demand that the match be changed to like a no disqualification, no holds barred. And so we ran it by the staff real quick. We ran it by the match writer and everyone kind of signed off on it and it went. And that's the kind of thing that if you're committed to working with everybody around you, 
you're going to tell a better story. You're going to get more eyes on the company. You're going to bring in more people. Um, If you just sit there and rely on the staff to write the story for you, like there's too many people, especially in a fed this big, like you cannot expect the staff to be like, okay, I've got a storyline going between Melody and Scorpio. I've got a storyline going between Claybird and Cyrus. I've got a story going between, you know, Iggy Swango and her sobriety. Um, And you can't really, (laughs) I couldn't help it. Sorry. (laughs) Um, but you can't expect them to try and maintain all of that. And because when you do that, then you start relying on them to, okay, well, what kind of segment should I write? And it just kind of, at that point, they're playing like a video game. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I feel like if you're wanting to get into that, you really have to kind of reach out to people. But at the same time, you re- you don't just kind of like throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. You right. know, look at the people that, are involved and be like, okay, hey, you have this going on. I've got this going on. Maybe we can work something out and not just like DMing a stranger, you know, just out of the blue and making it look like something they booked on SmackDown. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. So. You know, um, looking back, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, when I had my, my run with Drake, um, it was important for us to have everybody in the fed understand our storyline, not just have it forced together. Um, so we would go beyond the call, whether to shoot promos out, not just for the matches, but segments and shows to the, the fighter talk, which was kind of new at the time. And we, we would just do whatever we could to get everybody involved in this so that everybody had a stake in who was going to um, be the winner of that match. Tony, what do you feel is important in regards to, what a member should bring to the fed. How, how should he stand out coming in? Um, I don't necessarily think that you need to stand out coming in. Uh, I, I mean, I know when I first got to EWC, I kind of, I waded into it a little bit, you know, I, I, uh, I don't want to be the kind of person that, and that's just me. I'm not the kind of person that's going to show up and immediately start talking shit to everybody and calling people out and, you know, so th- sometimes that ruffles some feathers, and I kind of I, I allowed myself to just wade into it. But like, honestly, I think one of the most important things about being a member of a Fed is taking care of other members of the Fed. There you go. Um, in in character and out of character, though, like treat other people the way you'd like to be treated. First of all, and second of all, and then that includes myself. I've done some things that I'm sure that I would like to take back a little bit, but. Um, in character, I mean, like, for example, and I don't say this to jerk myself off for everybody, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm on the way out. Dominic Sanders is retiring in a month, and there's no, I got this retirement tour, but there's no reason that I need to require or ask that Dominic looks strong on his way out, and because he's just going to go retire, but if I so if I write these matches, I've chosen to write every single one of my own matches. I know some people are against that, but I do it because I want to write it to where Dominic is letting other people get over every single week and every single match. And I'm I'm writing it to where like the other night, Friday Night Rampage, Hazama beats the absolute hell out of Dominic Sanders, leaves him a bloody mess, uh, sends him to the hospital hits his fiance with a barbed wire bat. I mean, putting Hazama over uh, to leave his character strong going into next season when there is no next season for Dominic Sanders. There's no point in that. So, 
like last night, David David Miller versus Dominic Sanders. I mean, the entire match has Dominic Sanders getting his ass absolutely whooped, and then he somehow pulls out the victory with one move, basically. And that's kind of what I'm trying to make it to where on my way out, I'm looking out for everybody else, trying to make it to where they're they're put over and their characters look strong. And I don't care if Dominic looks weak because what does it matter in a month anyway, right. you know? Right. Well, that bodes great for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, because we have a match what, next, next Friday. Friday. You know, um, I used to write my own matches for the most part because I, I completely agree with you. I don't want to just see a one-sided match or a very generic, he hits me, I hit him, he hits me. I like to make it just blow up. I'm not afraid to watch my character take a, you know, a chair to the head and be busted wide open. I, I've already established who my character had been at that point. So the object is, is to get the other person over so that my match looks more important than it currently is, you know? So mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. I think that's kind of lost in today's e-fetting is the um, putting each other over part. I mean, we are, I do see how people are more than willing to work together, but it, a storyline should benefit both people. And if you're already established, how it benefits you is you're, you're helping someone else make you look more credible as they look bigger. So Absolutely, a hundred percent agree with that. Um, I have a, a question sent in from this guy named Weird Danny Mac. Uh, apparently, <laughs> he has a podcast somewhere. And oh, before I get to that question, I'm, I tried to dress up for this interview with Anna, so I have this Scottish kilt on. Is my balls supposed to hang out the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, have to defer that the, to my uh, expert. You know <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I should comment on that or not because I got some. <laughs> I mean, it, it does seem comfortable, but they're kind of banging against each other like bells. And I'm not sure how they get it behind the sheep like this without the sheep knowing. Well, sweetie, that's why they use a kilt because there's no zipper. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry. All right. I love you. <laughs> All right. Real question time. All right. If Sanders and Malone could tag team against any two EWC legends, which two would they pair together to fight and why? Now, before you answer, you know don't include X because you guys are going to lose. It has to be somebody who you could conceivably you know, defeat. Uh, John Blade and Latoya. Hicks. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, that was already ready to go. I mean, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Well, we are the same person. Isn't that what we've heard before? That's <laughs> well. You and you and me and Mac are all the yeah, same. Yeah, that's person. true. We are, and I've, we've mastered the art of doing different voices and talking to ourselves. So, yeah. What about you, Anna? Um, oh my god! Like, the bad thing is, I honestly couldn't answer that. Like, I'm gonna have to go like pull up the Hall of Fame because <laughs> 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 I honestly couldn't tell you anybody off the top of my head. Um, and okay, how you horrible know, is it? Like, everybody talks about John Blade, and I've never encountered this person. Oh, you need to. Um, I've it's... never encountered them. I don't know how. <laughs> I try to put him over as much as I can on this show because <laughs> that guy is so awesome at being shitty. I mean, <laughs> if, if being <laughs> shitty was a talent, he'd be the champ everywhere. Um, he just writes a new RP maybe once a month and then copy and pastes on it all seven of the feds. <laughs> he's a part of. I, I've got just, stories about that shit. <laughs> and he just deletes the opponent's he, name. I mean, I remember one time. At I least he did him. that because my opponent did not. <laughs> I faced him and. I don't know how Explode owned a horse ranch 
and was <laughs> sent to <laughs> with his last fight was a barroom brawl or whatever. I don't even know where that came from, so I had to Google it and found out. Yeah, somebody well, else. That's he cool. Fought. I had an opponent that um one day was on a skiing trip in Chicago and had to fight off a grizzly bear with her bare hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, with his Scottish skirt on with the balls hanging out the bottom. That would be the perfect way to do it. <laughs> no, not. Doris the donkey. That's right. May she rest in peace, that little bitch. <laughs> honestly, you know, Shadow Man is somebody I'd honestly put in that. Um, it'd, be, it'd be a tough mm-hmm. match, uh, but I love his stuff. He's, he's just a fun writer. He looks like he has fun with it uh, or had fun with it, I guess. He did. Um, He'd probably he'd probably be in that. Uh, if I could choose one and Anna could choose one, I think I would choose Shadow Man to team up with somebody. Um, yeah, honestly, um, like I'm terrible because I've literally like never like gone back and read a lot of people's stuff because that there's is pretty so bad. much shit. I, I'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> person. I mean, it's just like stepping into the WWE and be like, uh, one day I want to be the best. I'm not sure who has done this before me, but it, <laughs> all, that, all that matters is. It I'm sorry. Who who is Bret Hart again? Okay, who like is I mean, Boston? I name dropped X. I name dropped uh, Drake in a, a CD piece with Cyrus, actually. <laughs> but like, that's pretty much been it. Other than the stuff that I've done with Liz. It, it sounds like you got what it mattered most, though. So, oh yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's cool. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't know how far back I can actually dig on these boards anyway. I've never actually looked. Oh, now's the time to do it. Apparently, they're you guys are moving to a new home soon, so I'm not sure how much of this mm-hmm. is going with you. I mean, I'm um, sure it'll be archived. Like, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. Well, it's only really for people like me to look back on and stroke my own ego because none of that shit really matters anymore now. So well, somebody's got to stroke hey, it. At least you're stroking something. <laughs> yeah. right? Well, with this skirt on, I could stroke it anywhere. <laughs> just push it aside. So anyway, she can't see it. This is probably a good thing. I look like I got two pressed hams behind me. So <laughs> all right. Well, this is it, folks. Um, I've been advertising this for two weeks without you guys noticing. And then I you finally caught it on the last one. Uh, I got a match to promote on this, and it's Dominic oh, Sanders versus Melody Malone. And it's not on paper. It's right here on my show. Fuck you, Mac. Ha ha. So this is it for the <laughs> IMX championship. Who could pull it off better than each other? You guys can choose who goes first, but the t- you're going to be going one-on-one against one another for uh, in, a, in a hell in a cell. We're going to set it up for you. And the winner gets uh, lifetime food at Popeye's chicken. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about you, but I, I dig that chicken. I, like, I feel like Tony's gonna work a lot harder than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you get you might feel a little nervous with this, but once you start going, it's 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 easy to do. Trust me, I sit in front of the mirror and look like a bipolar uh, patient in a medical facility doing this a few times. So oh, I talk to myself now, all the now time. Now is this is this is this a back? You do what yourself all the time? <laughs> yes. Hold on, let me record that one part. Uh, <laughs> Use that as a sample. Wait, is this is this back and forth like I go and then she goes and I go and then she goes, or is it like I go? I will give you goes. both two, so you get to have your first one. You can decide who goes first. The other person can reply. Then you can reply, and then the person gets the last word. Am I Dominic? You or choose, am I Carlos. Okay, I'll be. I'll you be, should be both. I'll probably be Dominic. I could be both. I get two. Yeah. So. At least I'll do Dominic first, and then the second one I can just if, think about how to do Carlos again. If you start while. busting out like fluid Spanish, I'm gonna just pass out laughing 
So <laughs> I am not. I am not flu- I haven't even taken Spanish since I was All in right, first. Because I am so. really fucking blazed out right now, and I can't handle that. <laughs> I can't. Handle we haven't that even right. gotten to the fun parts yet. <laughs> talking right. about my book. Well, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, I have a feeling this is gonna go bigger than I want it to be. So let's talk about your book first. Uh, and that, that gives you time to think about your promos. Uh, no tell joke. me about this book and why is it, why are you putting me and you on the cover of it because <laughs> i mean i know it's a seller i mean but, uh, with the title called dick pics and jewelry my life is a female e-fetter like what else am i gonna put on the cover let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> well let me get the skirt off because that's not a good look <laughs> so yeah if, oh, you had, if this book was a real thing though what, what, what would it be about what would you i, I mean about? generally like literally both of those things have happened uh, to me in e-fetting mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, you know, there'd just be like, I've got, I think I've, at this point I've met I got like four, maybe five people for me fetting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all worked out pretty well. Um, you know, I'm one drunk guy with whiskey dick on video chat one night. That was, that was unpleasant. Well, hold on. Let me get comfortable <laughs> for this. I didn't know we were going here. Look, I said I was sorry, okay? <laughs> well, you know, if you hadn't been broadcasting to everybody in that chat. Um, no, it, it wasn't Tony. Pics. It wasn't Tony. Uh, actually, I'm... Not yet. Not yet, not, Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, no, I, the funny thing is, I'm thinking back on it, like, because this is like Yahoo chat days. Like, it was a while ago. Uh-huh. And I genuinely, at this stage, I don't even remember if he was legal. Oh, snap. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about it going, oh, I don't know. Um, but anyway um, and then there was actually a guy in one of the feds I was in who legitimately sent me a necklace Um, he lived in the UK (laughs) so he sent you a necklace or yes like like physical jewelry like it's actually Uh, a funny story Uh, okay was it a pearl? That's what I was. <laughs> I was on me. Did it come in a vial? <laughs> you just drip it around your neck. Oh, good lord! <laughs> uh, no, the classy bed. Right. Jesus. Um, no, actually, a funny I story. I put food dye in it. All right, go ahead. Um, actually, let me scroll back here. Yeah, so like, actually, I posted a picture in the uh, selfie chat at EWC, and I'm actually I were I put the necklace on for this interview. Uh, funny uh, enough, because I still have it. <laughs> Well, we need to call this episode Necklaces and Skirts. We got this. Uh, we're going to give people the wrong impression. <laughs> <laughs> but right. uh, but yeah, no, I actually, uh, I flew to New Jersey and met a couple guys out there and we went to the Royal Rumble back in 04. I went to Detroit for a hockey game, met up with my friend TJ, who was actually the one that got me back into watching wrestling. And as long as COVID doesn't prevent anything, I will be meeting up with a couple people next year in Europe. So that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tony, you sound so disappointed. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not jealous. disappointed. Mm. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> see, Anna, see, Anna and I were supposed to, we were supposed to meet In like two weeks. In a couple weeks because, you know, the place that I was coaching football at before is playing up like 40 minutes away from her, I think. And we were going to probably meet at a bar the night before the game. And who knows, probably just absolutely shut that bitch <laughs> down. But um, 
we were we were supposed to meet this year, but then of course I got laid off from that job, and then of course COVID hits anyway. So who knows what would have happened? I don't even know if bars are open. They are there, for but, now. Um, so I didn't get that. I'm a, I'm just a little bit disappointed and jealous because other people are going to get to meet her before I do, but that's okay. Well, I am going to be meeting probably the handler of Kyle Gaucher next week um, because I'll be down where he lives and might get a chance to run into him. So. Well, yeah, like uh, all the all the talk makes me like really excited about the idea of EWC Con happening. I'm still working uh, on the details for that. Well, I'll be there, guarantee it. I, I there's a few people I, I would love to meet you guys, and there's a few people I would really love to meet. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping they show up because um, I got more than skirts to bring. So, um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes people take things too far and forget this is a game, you know, and. So oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Um, I have a question for you in the middle of this. Uh, Jeff is RMK. What the fuck is RMK? Stand? Really manly cocksmoker. I guess that's a C. No, I'll have to figure that out. If we had an arm wrestling match and I broke your arm instantly, would you accept it like a man or woman or give the whole, oh, my bone was sticking out of my arm excuse? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm surprised I'll be surprised if Jeff even listens to this. He's he's like 45 years old and doesn't know how he's going to somehow works, wind up on a so. video call with you while he's attempting to listen to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> that's that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> we were we were on voice chat in the Discord like two three weeks ago, and we're all on voice, and all of a sudden this video pops up, and it's it's Jeff trying to figure out his voice chat and he's literally just like videoing his ceiling. And then suddenly we get like a view of him and you can hear him mumbling about stuff. I mean, he's just, it was hilarious. I, mean, it was, I thought it was my grandpa. I thought it was my grandpa. I mean, wow. That's, that's pretty hardcore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, 45. Back, to the, you know, back to the question, real talk, you know, if yeah. you're going to snap my arm, I'll take it like a fucking man. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Somehow I believe it. I start crying. <laughs> I won't lie. I'll put my hat backwards like I'm Sylvester Stallone, but then I'll start crying. Um, and I'll be yelling for nine one one and the FBI and CIA, whoever I can get. FBI is not going to help you. I don't think uh, he likes you. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that Jaden making an over the top reference was on the uh, podcast bingo. There you go. <laughs> Pop culture. I, I know a lot of useless shit. Don't ask me important stuff like when I'm going to pay my bills, but I got the rest of that. These questions are getting a little what's your insane. What's your birthday? <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me what your name is. I probably don't remember that either. I smoked a lot of weed today. So the, the fact that we got this far, I'm on vacation for this week, so I'm living it up. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. I went to the nearest dispensary. I'm throwing this out on podcast land. And I've gone back twice now. It's only two. What is it? Tuesday? I don't even know what fucking day it is. So this is cool. Yeah. Tuesday. That sounds about right. Tuesday. Okay, next question. Next question. What is the what has been the most influential match in Melody's career to date in EWC or out? Uh, well, she's only ever been in the EWC, so uh, that narrows it down a little bit. There you go. Uh, David David Miller needs to pay attention. All right, go on. Um, honestly, I it might be a toss up uh, between Youngblood last year against Scorpio and WrestleFest against Cyrus, uh, but both obviously for very different reasons. Okay. And that would be because of what happened after the match. Got it. Would uh, <laughs> would Dominic and Cora be up for a foursome with Melody and Cyrus? Wait, what the fuck? No one puts me in the. Oh, this is my damn show. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I, I'm sure Dominic would be cool with it. I don't know that Cora would be. I, I think I think Cyrus has a little too much pudge for her. Okay, oh, you know one. what? <laughs> this one's getting a little dark, though. Uh, next question is with Tony. <laughs> I can't even say this. Oh, I should not have smoked so much before the show. All right. Oh my God. Well, would would Tony? Be... <laughs> All right, hold on. Breathe. What would Tony be up? for a threesome with me and Anna. When I say me, I think this is Cyrus asking. It, I'm it, it asking. is. It is Cyrus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I mean, it's... What, what do they say? It's not gay. This is only gay way. if your dick's touched. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait, that Man. was a question for Tony. It wasn't even a question for me. Like, I don't, apparently, I don't get a say. <laughs> <laughs> he just assumed... Yeah, you're you're hey, you're in it. He regardless. just assumed you were gonna say yes. That's fucked up. You know what? No comment. Oh man. You know, we've been going so long. I, I think I might just delete the first part of the show. We're at 40 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. No coverage. All, <laughs> all right. Well, I know you've had enough time to think about your promos now. <laughs> yeah. Or not. That's okay. I'd rather you have not thought about it because they're funnier that way. Who's starting off? I'll start. Unless you want to, ladies first. You can go first. I've got bigger balls. So you go right ahead. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Uh, wow. Ooh. Okay. Uh, now I'm now I'm off my game. It's <laughs> because uh, I added the, the high school right. background for you. Makes it better. All right. All right. Melody Malone. In the last two years, you've become one of my best friends in this business. We may have gone against each other a few times in tag team matches in the past, but now we go one-on-one next week on Friday Night Rampage. And you know what? I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I think that you and I are going to light the house on fire, and whoever wins this match, just understand that there will never be any hard feelings from my end. Because I do love you, Melody. You are like a sister to me. But also understand that it's not going to be you that comes away with the win because I'm not going out that way. I'm not going to let you beat me in my house and take this win away from me when it's what I want the most. Man, I can't tell if you were like writing a love note or if that was a promo, but either way, it was good. I mean, last year's WrestleFest was kind Uh, of both. All right, well, I don't know how you're going to reply to that. If we were facing each other, though, I'd probably be looking at you like, I think I need to take you out for dinner or something. I I don't think we can fight now, so... Yeah, well, I mean, that's what the was all about, <laughs> that's right? right? That's that was right. Spoiler alert for that match. Uh, <laughs> there it is. All right, you're up. On okay. theater mode here. Hopefully, you're at work and everybody's watching you because I really want to see. Absolutely not. I took the day off. <laughs> oh, no, if if we're if I was at work, I wouldn't be able to do this because I don't have a microphone set up at work. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. You know, for the last two years, I've had to sit back and watch everybody talk about Dominic Sanders. In the last six months, the topic has shifted from Dominic to Melody. And I'm almost okay with it. Almost. I'd hate to take away your shining moment, your crowning moment, if you will, as you get set to retire at WrestleFest against Cyrus. Unfortunately, I know how much he's looking forward to this match, and it's going to be really painful for me to put you down before that happens. And you're right, there's no hard feelings. But when the queen is on top, the kingdom prospers. <clears throat> All right, I guess we know who wins. Damn. <laughs> Man, I can feel the heat through this freaking headset. 
Actually, that's probably the heater that is under my desk and it's fucking baking me right now. (laughs) Wow, that was really well done. Really well done. All right, Tony. I haven't done improv in forever. That's that's what makes this great. I'm sure I'm not going to get a lot of people on the show because I keep having people do this at the end, but it's fun. It works. All right, Tony. What do you got? You got to come back to that or are you just going to let it drop? No, I'm going to come back. But it's time for Carlos Ruiz to talk. Senorita Melody, it is very good to see you. I hope that you are doing okay. I, I can hear you laughing. <laughs> I'm about to mute my mic. So I Hold on. Let me get the mic away. I love this character. <laughs> I hope that you are doing okay. It has been a long time since I see you in the ring. In fact, I don't think Carlos have ever seen you in the ring, but that is fine. There is a first time for everything. Bueno, I cannot wait till we fight next week at the Rampage event. It is going to be a very good time. And whoever wins match, it does not matter. Carlos going to offer you a bottle of fine Spanish wine anyway. Bueno. Viva la lucha, Senorita Melody. Wow. Well done. Well done. Please so bring bad. him back. I'm going to start a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Bring Carlos back right there. That was really good. I, you know, now you're in the hot seat, Anna. I don't know how you're going to pull this out because uh, that was a really well done 80s uh, promo right there. <laughs> so I'm just I, saying. I like half of me is debating if I wanted to try out Dio, but I haven't written him for a while. Well, you... <laughs> Ooh, I don't know that you have I, enough dogs I, for that. Don't make it. Never mind. I don't know. Well, bring <laughs> bring the heat. What's going to happen out here? Okay. Dominic, who let your cleaning lady come into the ring with me? You're not even going to do me the courtesy of giving me a, a match with you. You're going to send out a fucking Javier from your garden service? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Shit, sorry. It's fine. I understand. Rio almost killed you, and then David Miller did whatever it was that he was doing to you. So it's fine. I'll take care of him, and then when I get done, he can go mow the mow the lawn at the Pleasure Palace. Man, (laughs) excellent, excellent. Everybody who's listening, when you're done with this show, I want you to get on the IMX channel on Discord. If you're not part of the EWC, shoot me a message privately. Out of these two promos, who you heard, they want to know who was better. I want to know who's better. So give me your feedback. We need to crown a Popeye's chicken IMX champion on his day. (laughs) Popeye's chicken. And if you go there, check it for worms first, because apparently it's pretty gross sometimes. That's all I got. Hey, I got one more thing. Uh, Everybody be on the lookout. I'm pretty sure Anna is starting an OnlyFans very soon. So... uh... Yeah, be, be looking out for wow. that. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Well, bills to pay. <laughs> got bills to pay. That's the second hashtag. Bring Carlos <laughs> back and I got bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is it, guys. Is there anything else you want to throw out? Any plugs you want to do? Um, now's the time to speak. We got a lot of people listening. This uh, podcast is actually reaching quite a few feds. So, uh, Actually, I do have one thing. I know... Uh, in a little bit of little bit of seriousness, not a whole lot, but a little bit of seriousness that Anna and I, uh, we are looking forward to the first time we've ever faced off in a one-on-one match next Friday on Rampage. So um, we have been collaborating to write this match and we've already written 
over 2,500 words and it's just going to get bigger and longer. And so it's going to be one to keep an eye out on. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to read. So, um, yeah, if you tune into Friday Night Rampage next Friday, November, whatever the shit day it is, 20th, then uh, you're going to you're gonna have some fun reading material, even if it's, you know, on the toilet. Like That's you how like I do it. Books. I just sometimes forget that I'm holding a phone or toilet paper on whatever hand it's in. So I got to actually make a mental note of that. But yeah. Just yeah, don't don't, don't wipe talk it the to wrong the toilet thing. paper. <laughs> <laughs> that might go bad, you know. <laughs> okay, well, read the show and then smoke. That might be the safest order to do that in. <laughs> That's right. What about you, Anne? Anything you want to throw out before we go? No, no, nothing I can think of. All right. Well, this has been an interview with two of the best. Um, I'm Jaden from IMX, and we've had Carlos and Dominic and Melody. And we didn't have Cyrus, but I think if I beg hard enough and get Anna's help, maybe we'll get him on here. That would be uh, kind of cool. With all the begging I do, I don't think you're going to get anywhere. Eh, we'll keep trying. We got you two on here. Anything's possible. We're never going to have President Mac on here, apparently, because I've invited him a few times. And I think the world thinks me and him are the same guy. And it would break kayfabe if I had him on here. So we'll, <laughs> we'll just see what happens. <laughs> hey, you don't you don't have enough of boots and oats and... and- all the Canadian A's I don't, I, in the world to be I don't him. cry enough. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> sorry, Danny. I, <laughs> you're going to lose your shit when you hear that. I apologize hey, already ahead of time. And the, only, the only thing you need to start doing is you need to have some kind of uh, liquor or beer or something on air just like he does and give it a nice little taste. That's pretty awesome. All right. So this is the end of the, the show, guys. Thanks for being on the show. Again, this is Melody Malone, the writer. Her name is Anna. This is Dominic Sanders, the writer is Tony, and I am Jaden. Thank you for tuning in. See you in two weeks.